My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the beautiful program Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. Alhamdulillah, myself, Raj Davazi, and of course, the Honorable Imam in Syria, that is Molina Sabri Davis, the Imam of Majlul Thani of Rockland's Mitchell's Plain, and our technician doing duty, that is Nazim Peterson Molina. Assalamu alaikum, welcome to the Voice of the Cape. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Bataraji. Always a pleasure to be here. And uh, Bataraji, if I may just uh, take this one or two moments just to thank the community for uh, contributing towards our successful food fair alhamdulillah we had it since friday very successful well attended alhamdulillah so and uh, inshallah within the next hour and a half or so inshallah we hope to assist and guide and give some advice where we can and uh, but i want to thank the community and all those who attended our food fair alhamdulillah alhamdulillah shukran friend and then uh, also Bataraji, before you continue uh, also just to mention i would like to just focus uh, briefly on uh, maybe for two minutes on an aspect which i feel is important to our community so uh, i don't know you might just give me the cue and inshallah yes, can i can can i carry on going on this bitaraji is the season of weddings alhamdulillah i had uh, quite a few weddings on myself that is why i had to rush and the masjid was fallen chokan block for for ochen and uh, the one as- aspect that i want to focus on is bitaraji uh, people tend to uh, do everything else when it comes to the wedding they print the cards, they book the hall, they do everything that uh, they, they need to do. And I come on last another imam too. Mm. And then it's as if they almost force the imam to make himself available. Yes. Uh, and I want to just focus on that. Uh, remember that the imam is probably the most busiest person in the community. Of course, yes. Uh, the doctor works from uh, 8 till 5, he opens his surgery, sees an amount of patients and he goes home. Uh, the lawyer sees his amount of clients and then he goes home. And uh, with all other or most of the other uh, professions, the client is seen and, and then he goes home. Yes. But with the imam, he is 24-7 on duty. And I think the uh, bigger consideration should be given to the imam uh, or to the sheikh or to the maulana of the masjid to ask them, are you available uh, for this particular date? Yes. Uh, often it happens that he has a janazah that comes up or has prior arrangements or prior appointments or prior commitments. And then often uh, the people almost force the person to make himself available. Another aspect with Araji, you know, and, and, and I had one imam, I'm not going to mention the name, and he tells me that, uh, Molana, you know what? Uh, I, 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 I was asked to do a nikah in Strand. Now we know Strand is not too near, and he lives in Athlone. So he tells me that he had to drive to Strand because the people insisted that it had to be in that masjid. So he drove through to Strand from his home in Athlone. And then he drove back. And then the afternoon they asked him to come to the wedding reception and uh, say a few words and make dua, which he honored the invite. And uh, he had, so he had to drive back again uh, and then back home again. At the end of the whole wedding, which, which was at that time, it was a whole affair of more than 50,000 rand. Allah. More than 50,000 rand. And then the uh, family or the father of the bride gave him an envelope. And he felt good. I said, Alhamdulillah, at least, you know, my petrol is covered. Mm-hmm. But Araji, when he got home, uh, then the, there was a 50 rand in the envelope. Barakallah. Allah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I want to Allah. focus on that, Butaraji. The Imam is probably mm. the most important person. Exactly. And this is not speaking, uh, you know, uh, to get financial gain. This is just, uh, we are human beings. Of course. And we are people who work for Nihannari Mont. We give big, big weddings of 50,000 mm. rand plus. And then we give the imam a hundred rand for his time and his petrol. And uh, we just need to be more considerate with Araji. Mm-hmm. Sometimes at Ramakasi, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we do things. And this is why, uh, this is the weak. I don't know if I can call it the weakness or the strength of the ulama. That they do things, lillahi ta'ala, they do things for the love of Allah. And may Allah keep them like that. But you and I, Butaraji, who, who utilize these services, yes. we should think. That niemand, ik kan ons daarom nog niet die mannen vijftig rand you know. So, so this is perhaps just one point that I needed to bring home to the listeners. Let us be more considerate when it comes to giving the slavat to the imam or the sheikh or the maulana. He too has a family. He created the petrol cheaper and he created the brood cheaper and he petalis all the price. So let us be more considerate, inshallah. Uh, but Araji, on that note, inshallah, I think we are ready to take our first line of questions. So, yes, maulana. Uh, yes, inshallah. Let us proceed. Alhamdulillah. What a beautiful Sunday, maulana. Says maulana. Yeah, the imams are very busy people. So our people need to be uh, more considerate, inshallah. 
inshallah. Absolutely, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Molina, I said, no, Park, backlog questions from yes. last week. Maybe we can just touch on a few and then yes. we go to our new questions. And I see already this new questions coming Allah through already, Alhamdulillah. Molina, the program from last week, uh, was it by a compliments again with the program from last week? That was a positive and negative, negative Alhamdulillah. Yes, yes. And to all our non Muslim listeners, they also listen to the program. Yes, yes. There's a few questions they, that came through. They wanted to know. Why is it when a husband and wife have an argument or problem, they want to ask for a fasakh? What is fasakh okay. and what is talaq? Okay. You know, every time they hear these, these words, words coming yes, up. Yes, yes. So they want to um, need to understand what okay. does it mean really? Okay. You know, <clears throat> what is the reason why? Yes. And the question from last week, this one from uh, 5992, me and my husband was married for 12 years. I wasn't living with him for long because every time I moved to my mom because he's on drugs and he abused me and he never nafaka me and my two boys <coughs> mouth. I live with my parents for six years now. For the six years I gave him chances and went to him only weekends, but he don't want to change more than Imam, I want I want for a fasakh. I just wanted to know if it's a must for me to go on the Iddah. Bismillah rahman rahim uh, we've had a similar question uh, just to come back to the first uh, for, mm-hmm. for the benefit of our non-muslim listeners a uh, the word talaq uh, literally translated means to set free so uh, in, in in the context of marriage it means to set free in terms of breaking the marital bonds uh, the talaq is issued by the husband uh, and the word fasakh means to annul and the annulment lies in the lap of the lady of the wife in other words the husband can d- uh, give a, d- a divorce decree um, i'm not going to go into much detail uh, you know as to the nitty-gritty of it uh, but just so that they can understand the yeah. term the terminology talaq <laughs> uh, f- uh, means divorce and fasakh means annulment uh, for our listeners coming back to the question that uh, butaraji uh, uh, posed that the listener sent uh, first of all, what we need to realize is that uh, inshallah may Allah give that brother who is on drugs, may Allah give him hidayah and may Allah give him a change of heart and a change of mind so that he can continue with his marriage inshallah. It is not our wish and anyone's wish that the marriage must be uh, completely uh, you know, uh, annulled but unfortunately in some circumstances it has become necessary. Um, the notion of till death to us part Putaraji uh, simply doesn't exist. It's it's idealistic. Uh, there's no such thing in Islam as till death do us part. It almost forces the couple to stay together. Mm-hmm. There comes times, realistically, there comes times uh, when the cu- couple need to separate. What happens, uh, that lady, irrespective of whether you've been apart, you've been to him weekends, and any, anything could have happened over those weekends. But uh, the, 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 the protocol is that you must still observe your idda. And for the benefit of the non-Muslim listener, idda is a period of, let's say, three months for the sake of understanding, although it's a bit more technical than that. Um, but for three menstrual cycles or three months, if you will, uh, the lady undergoes a period uh, where what, what we can call cleansing out the, the, the rahim, yani the womb, to ascertain whether she's pregnant. Why do we want to know whether she's pregnant? Because then we can ascertain whose child it is. And uh, then we can also ascertain where the lineage of the child goes and who's responsible for the child's nafaka or the sustenance of that child and uh, or for the child's support, if you will, and who is then eligible to, uh, to inherit from that child and the child from that person. So this is why the lady goes on the Iqda. Um, protocol is, my dear sister, that you have to go on the Iqda um, irrespective of the period of time involved. There's a difference of opinion amongst the scholars, but uh, most agree that this lady still has to go on the Iqda. Shukran for that, Molina. Yes, our SMS line is 47913. If you want to know any, any questions regarding our program, you can send us your questions on the number 47913. Molina, the question from last week, there was... Uh, <coughs> The listener wasn't really, uh, didn't understand clearly about this uh, question that came through regarding the mas'ala concerning a married and unmarried woman breastfeeding someone else's child or even donating a milk to a strange, uh, strange okay. people. Let us just clarify that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the question was that if she, if she uh, um, uh, what's it, what's, what the word they call it, if she, if she pours the milk into a, into, if she extracts the milk into a container. Yeah, the people act, uh, actually regularly collect the collect milk. Collect the milk, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I think we did uh, answer, but mm-hmm. just to, to clarify it once again, um, that child or those children, whoever it may be, wherever in the world, uh, do not qualify as suckling children, qualifying as milk, Kanisni. Uh, Unlike the child who's actually put his mouth onto the breast or the nipple of the breast of the woman, that child then is eligible to become a malkant, 
a milk child, a mm. milk suckling, uh, as opposed, and of course there is regulations, uh, for example, there must be five sucklings, it must be at the age and the stage where the child is satisfied, where his hunger is satisfied by milk only. So the kin is not a milk as he can't drink it on the mama. Nie. Mm. And in other words, the mama can the milk go in a glass, of in die bottle en vir die kind gee nie. Die kind se mond moet actually aan die bos wees. Dan moet het vijf feedings wees achter mekaar, en daar die kind moet op niks anders te wees nie. Kind kan nie eat uh, purity, uh, you know, these uh, baby food products mm, yes. that's on the market nie. Mm-hmm. Die kind moet net die melk drink. So that means it's, it's within the first couple of months really, uh, the child needs to be fed and breastfed to qualify as a melkind. Mm-hmm. So those children wat die melk kree, let's say they transported to a child far away, they uh, can't qualify nie as melkinus mm. And then Whatever as daar die kinders melkinus is Then whatever kinders daar die vrou geboorte Aan gegeerd Hulle word dan daar die kindse melksisters en melkbroers En hulle word geharam vir mekaar Because the hadith is clear for us That what is uh, forbidden through lineage Is also forbidden through radaa In other words um, As my lineage, my sister bijvoorbeeld Is haram for me Then is my milk sister ook haram for me So hulle breek nie mekaar sy abdas nie En hulle kan nie trouw met mekaar nie Gere, shukran Molina And the other one from double two three four, Molina Whenever there is an argument between my, me and my husband Sometimes over petty things He gets so angry And he would say Ek dink ek moet jou talak. And he does it all the time. Shukran. Allahu Akbar. Ek dink, uh, I think uh, she should take this bull by the horns and uh, go to the imam and uh, you must say what his intentions with those words are. However, however, on a technical point, om te dink om iets te doen en om iets te doen is twee different dinge. So technically, he has not issued a talak, but they must to clear mark his intentions because it keeps the wife hanging by a, by a, a, a small sticky wire. And I don't think that we uh, in Islam that we are allowed to, to treat our wives hanging by a small piece of rope or a small piece of string. This is unfair. She must now be so careful. She must walk on eggs around him because uh, just now he gives a talak. What, what does he think a talak is a toy that you can just throw around? No, my dear. Uh, that, that that brother needs to be addressed. And I would urgently suggest that lady that's get the imam to step in and tell him to stop threatening her with talak. Because he's threat. Can, but uh, as they as they as they threat had serious rag with Araji, then a sailor marriage and of course, yeah, and uh, say glory. Mm. So, uh, what I would suggest is that lady tell him how serious it is, and he should not play with talak. Allah teaches this in the Quran do not play, uh, that is why Allah's only given it at talak maratan. You've got two times, and the third time it's over, mister. Because uh, there's a two, two ones for Ruju, which you can make a reconciliation. But the third time, Allah has, insta- has installed or has instituted this procedure to teach men that women are honorable creation of Allah. They shouldn't be. Allah mm. subhanahu And so therefore, I think it's unfair that the, that, that husband, allow, uh, uh, you know, lets his wife hang by a string and say, It's not correct. Molina, just before we go for a commercial break, uh, another question. My husband has passed on nine years ago. I just want to know if I still regard the family as my in-laws. We need to go for a commercial break. When we come back, we'll answer the questions, inshallah. Stay tuned. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. Welcome back in the program Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. If you just tune in, in studio we have Molina Sabri Davis, the Imam of Masjid Thani in Rocklands. Of course, our SMS line is 47913. If you need to ask any questions pertaining this program, inshallah, and that is only pertaining marriage. Um, alhamdulillah, Molina, the, uh, just before the commercial break, another question came through, and it's from the number 3431. My husband has passed on nine years ago. I just want to know if I still regard the family as my in-laws. Shukran. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. By virtue of the marriage to your husband, your father-in-law became like your own father because he became haram for you. Your mother, therefore, you, or, or his mother rather, became like your mother in status. The father is haram for you forever and ever. The rest of his family, his brothers, cousins, uncles, etc., etc., they are halal for you to marry. But his mother-in-law, uh, his mother, which is your mother-in-law, is still regarded as your mother in status. Similarly, his father is still regarded as 
your father in status. In addition to that, you must remember that your husband's blood, and therefore the blood of his father, and the blood of his father, and of his father, and of his father, flows in the veins of your children. So your children's lineage goes towards your in-laws. So by virtue of that, you are still attached to them in that particular way. However, when it comes to marriage, and there is someone else in his family, that maybe expresses desire to marry you, or you have a desire to marry someone in his family, then by all means you may, because your husband is now passed on. May Allah give him genital for those. But yes, the strings of family, the ties of family, family ties must remain intact, even after the demise of our spouses. Remember that uh, for a number of years they were part of your life. They were there for support perhaps, they were there for assistance. It is not correct then that you shed them now. So indeed they remain uh, you know, as part of your family, except of course those whom you may marry. You have to obviously have, a, you cannot have a relationship uh, with them except marriage. But for all intents and purposes, especially the parents, they remain your parents. Alhamdulillah. Well, in the questions from last week that came through, actually, the question that came from the number 240 to put them out of the house and they bring the house, but I feel ashamed. Uh, also not clear by, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's only half a question that mm-hmm. came through. Let's go to the other question, Molina. It came through from double two three four. Salam. I am a stepmother. I got married when his children were small. Work with my husband to put them out through education. Today they don't have time for me. Yeah, today they don't have time for me. A reward is with Allah. They are good stepmothers. It is also not easy to get married to a man with baggage. Yes, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The lady is absolutely right. May Allah grant her the reward for having raised his children and for taking the, his children into her lap and raising them. Allah will grant her Jannah for that. I mean, inshallah. Unfortunately, uh, and sadly, actually, if the respect is gone, it is a sad state of affairs. But uh, the the last part of the question is that uh, it's not also easy to get married to a man with baggage. And uh, remember, this is always when it comes to uh, uh, nikahs bataraji that I put through, uh, and where both couples, uh, both of the couples have, or both of the spouses rather, have children. I always make a point of telling them that remember that these children are in his life or her life before you were. And you, it's your responsibility to train the children That you don't have to call her mommy Or you don't have to call him daddy You don't have to regard him as your father You don't have to regard her as your mother But you will respect them As my wife Or you will respect him as my husband And that is the important part The respect needs to be intact You don't have to like that person You don't have to love that person You don't have to have a cup of tea every day But definitely the respect needs to be there It is an Islamic institution That the wife of the father is as good as the, as, the, as, as the mother in status And the husband of the mother Is as good as the father in status So may Allah grant that family Inshallah peace and ease in that situation And all families who suffer Or rather who experience a similar situation inshallah Shukran. Molana, the same question came through regarding the Umrah uh, this is Salam Molana I'm 60 years old married can I go for Umrah without a mahram I'm a very solid person and in niqab please advise then the other question that followed uh, after that one she said what about ladies that's late 50 and looks very young can they go on Umrah without a mahram okay bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim uh, first of all uh, Umrah is a sunnah It is not a fard And uh, so it is, not a, it is not a wajib to go on Umrah Let us start there Also uh, there is exception made for the ajuza, the, the elderly lady That uh, she can go in the company of others on hajj She can go in the company of others Other pious people Other uh, uh, God-fearing people um, The ajuza is obviously a lady uh, An ajuza is regarded as that lady Who is not of marriable age anymore um, she's an elderly lady, she might have gone through change of life And she's a lady that, uh, you know, someone might not fall in love with her Or they might not come any proposals for her Although there are 60-year-old ladies who do get married But uh, generally speaking, a 60-year-old lady now wants to just live a life, you know, solitary and on, on her own um, There is exception made for the ajuza to also to travel without a mahram However, it must be an ajuza It must not be a lady that is attractive in some way or the other And that might stir uh, you know, a, a desire in another man to, to, to marry her As with the 50-year-old one who still looks young 
you know, I, 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 if the 50 year old one looks young, uh, and then obviously she, 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 she's not regarded as an Ajusa because she's only but 50 and she's still young. She can actually marry. And, uh, and the fact that she still looks young, maybe there's an IO2 that, that is on her. So in her case, we, we obviously going to say no, it is not allowed. Um, irrespective of whether you are in niqab as well. Niqab is the, for the, uh, non-Muslim listeners, uh, niqab means the, the veil that the Muslims wear, the Muslim ladies wear. Uh, the veil that is called the niqab and others the entire body inclusive of the face and the hands is covered so yes indeed uh, this uh, particular lady of 60 year old mashallah if, if she's in the company of other pious people uh, it would be permitted for in madhab uh, to go but the 50 year old uh, sadly my dear sister you need a mahram is <coughs> that answer the question yes well, and then let's go to our next question uh, just before we go for the news at 12. Uh, what should the wife do if the husband is not circumcised? Uh, circumcised? Stay tuned for the news at 12. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. If you just join us in the program negotiating pathways to a successful marriage, inshallah. And of course, our honorable Imam in studio, that is none other but Molina Sabri Davids from Majidul Thani in Rockland in Mitchell's Plain. Myself, Raji Davazi, our technician doing duty. That is Nazim, uh, Nazim Peterson. Mashallah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, Ik kan zien wat samen op school gaan. Well, and just before the news, a question came through regarding from the number 6277. What should the wife do if the husband is not circumcised? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim We know that that is of the fitrah, the natural disposition of Muslims and the natural disposition that a male, a male has in Islam. There are a number of things. One of those things that are naturally and therefore wajib upon us because it is also, um, it is incumbent uh, that the male must go for circ- circumcision. Al-Khitan. And then, of course, the cutting of the nails, the removal of the pubic and the armpit hair, as well as uh, all other forms of hair that is, un, you know, uh, undue. For example, if the nose hair becomes too long, so this is part of the natural way that we should follow, and it is it comes from age old from our forefathers. Uh, all the prophets, alayhi salam, uh, uh, were circumcised, um, and even in biblical terms. Uh, circumcision is is advised and even encouraged and motivated. Uh, nowadays, people have become more aware of of, of circumcision uh, because of the many hygienic or hygiene uh, dangers uh, it poses when you're not circumcised. Um, on another forum, with Araji, I've had women who say that their sexual experience with a man who is circumcised is much more or uh, much better. So it has its benefits. She should insist that he goes because technically he is walking around with nudges. Nudges means filth. For example, the urine that is trapped between the opening of the urethra. Now the urethra is that pipe which runs from the bladder through the uh, penis. And then it comes uh, where the the urine comes out. That is the urethra. Now between the urethra and the skin that falls over the urethra, there might be some urine that, that, uh, that is blocked there, that is trapped there, that cannot come out because of the skin. And imagine that the person is sexually aroused and he now starts to, 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 uh, to certain fluids and, and, and liquids or certain fluids rather uh, do come out of, the, of his organ, of his private parts. That is all trapped under the skin, which result in an anagenic state. Mm. So, so that person is constantly in a state of 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 of, of impurity. Mm. It is wajib. It is fault for him to go for circumcision. I can understand that he might be a bit scared. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it's large or extra large or small, but 
but there are modern ways yeah. in which you can go. You can have it done under it, under under anesthetic. It's painless, yeah, man. And they just give injection, you know. Yeah, nowadays the the. I was a man with tannahan today, and I carried cocaine was in. Yeah, yeah, you know. So so it's really not that painful, although it might be a little bit painful afterwards. But we've been through so many pains. I mean, come on. So, but I urge that we must insist, and if he if he refuses. Then she should call in her imam to to address him on this. Inshallah, yeah, that was wise words from uh, Doctor Sabri. Mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> Melinda, why are we on the penis and the circumcision? You know, the other question regarding personal hygiene, Allah Akbar, such as the removal of pubic hair. Yes. Either the madrasa are not teaching about it, or the parents are not informing their children about it. The importance of staying in a state of cleanliness 24/7, because it's going to be a newly married couple. She realized when she got married to her husband, and to finish it, that when she arrived, the hair hung no longer. She wasn't shaved, and even in the private parts, there was still hair. Okay. Uh, she need to know how was how does she approach her husband regarding that? Okay, uh, I just want to I just want to go a little bit back and say that the part where the person mentions that either the teacher in madrasa ni Allahu Akbar. I want to mention that I think that's one of the first subject matters is tahara. So it is being taught in all madrasas all over. The parents have that responsibility to train the child from from a young age. But Raji, what happened is um, when I was still studying, there was a brother. I'm not going to say from what descent, but there was a brother who had a strong uh, sweaty smell on him, and we didn't know how to tell him. So what we did as classmates, we got together and we bought a, a you know a pack a, a, a toiletry pack, mm-hmm. and we included soap, a vaslapi, uh, some uh, underarm, and uh, some sweet smelling atar. And uh, one morning, one of us came early, and we put it in his desk. And uh, everybody was very cheerful and greeted him and everything, with the hope, inshallah, that his uh, matter will increase or improve. The next ochen to wel amal, dus amal moest nou al, we moest al rik die bak gaan, moest al lekker rik. But Raji turned out that he that he he took offense. It turned out that he took offense. He felt that why are you why are you giving me this? Don't I wash or do I stink? Mm. So so sometimes people are oblivious of the fact. Sometimes the direct approach is there. It's better. But in this particular instance, the man is walking around with nudges on his mm. body. It must either be cut once a week, or every forty days, or when it reaches the length of less than a, a, race of gra- a grain of rice. Mm-hmm. Where we don't is it testing races over the basmati races? Why the forty days? Because certain people, for example, those people of African descent, their hair doesn't grow so quick, so it might take up to forty days for his hair to reach that length. Uh, or every seven days, at least Jumaa, because maybe the person uh, of a different descent, for example, maybe of Indian descent or maybe Malay, their hair grows quicker. Or when it shows itself, it needs to be removed because it is wajib, it is najis. So the wife needs to take it by the horns, take the bull by the horns, and tell him, "Listen, my husband, that uh, I know you might have not been taught about this, or you might just be plain neglectful. But I find it very offensive, and I find it also it's a put off. Mm. I cannot sleep with you in this yeah. way because you are you are full of najis, and I'm sorry, but you you're really bursting my bubble. Mm. And perhaps that will urge him, inshallah, to shave. Maybe viti mani I must shave ni bushi. Play around the bush. Mulana, let's go to our next question. Eight five double two. Assalamualaikum, Mulana, for extremely well-informed program, enabling us to learn a lot. Shukran for guiding us Islamically, and may Allah reward one and all. Inshallah. The next question from nine six two zero. Assalamualaikum, Mulana. What can I do if my wife denies me intimacy with her when she is halal to me and says? That she is not my, she using uh, animal terms, she is not my horse or my donkey. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The bottom line is that in Islam uh, we know that it is not permissible for the spouse to refuse the other spouse, uh, and, and when, especially when the lady is halal. Now, by halal it means when it is permissible to approach your lady or your wife in bed, rather, uh, not your lady, your wife. Um, for example, in Islam, it is not permissible for us to approach our wives when they have the hayd, the menstrual cycle or the menstruation, or nifas, which is the afterbirth bleeding period, or even wilada, which is also a period after birth. It is not permissible to approach them during these times. 
any other time other than that of course it is permissible it is encouraged and it is motivated of course when the lady says she is sick we understand that i do not uh, know why she refers to her to to to, to as i'm not your horse or donkey um but what i can't say is that my dear sister in islam you are breeding a monster if a person does not fill, have his fill at home he will go to the cafe around the corner and he will have another meal there and we are breeding monsters in that way you must remember that apart from uh, a man that is or a woman for that matter who is sexually deprived and therefore sexually starving that is a, a walking time bomb it's a walking time bomb and it's a matter of time where the, before that person may fall into a forbidden uh, you know eating forbidden flesh also very important is that uh, it's not a matter of taking her for a horse or a donkey um, quran allows us to approach our wives uh, in all those ways which are permissible and all those styles so if you want to do a doggy style like it's prop, uh, commonly called a doggy style uh, then yes, indeed, it is permissible. Maybe she refers to that. Then you should tell her, okay, fine, what style do you like? Spanish, French, American, Chinese, Japanese, I don't know, Hong Kong. <laughs> she can, but the bottom line is that she needs to give him his satisfaction because it's a walking time bomb. Mm-hmm. What you should do is you should address her directly and tell her that either you are going to give me my satisfaction or I'm going to marry someone else to give me my satisfaction. And I can guarantee your results after you tell her that, my brother. Inshallah. Well, and just few, before the commercial break, a question came through here. Um, yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Very well said, Sheikh. Sometimes we need to be explicit for us to really understand. And that's why some marriages don't keep because the one is shy for the other. Shukran for a well-informed program. Yes, that was the last week. Uh, I think uh, the program was a bit explicit, uh, well, yes. according to some. Uh, but uh, we did, uh, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, receive some good feedback. And this is one of them, alhamdulillah. Yes, well, and another one that came through. I just want to say, uh, salam. Uh, I don't feel this program is appropriate for this time of the day. Too many sexual questions. Yeah, now I want to know in that lady or that gentleman's opinion, when is the appropriate time? For mm-hmm. 11 o'clock, will Amal sleep? Oskani, 11 o'clock in the end of the discussion. But Araji, again, we're not going to feed. How many listeners does Voice of the Cape have? Uh, by now more than 300,000. If not more. Plus. If not more. So, you, 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 of course, you cannot uh, uh, satisfy everyone. This is one of those people, unfortunately, who disagrees with this time of the day. But we respect your opinion. Um, unfortunately, it is in the madrasa. It's an open madrasa. And therefore, inshallah, many have benefited. Many, many more have benefited. Uh, rather than looking at the appropriateness of the time and too many sexual questions and all these things. Others have benefited and, and overlooked this, uh, the, the, this, you know, I, I don't want to use the word petty, but overlook this kind of sentiment. So yes, indeed, for the benefit of the ummah and for the benefit of our marriages, why don't we? Shukran for that. Molina, just before, before we go for a commercial break, one question just before the uh, commercial break uh, from the number 6270. Salam, my wife drank wine at her work party, so I decided not to touch her or share the same bed for 40 days. Am I right to do so? Stay tuned for that one. <laughs> of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back in the program, Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. Of course, in studio we have the honor Molina Sabri Davis, myself, Raji Davaji. Just before the commercial break, Molina, a question came through from the number 6270. Salam, my wife drank wine at her work party, so I decided not to touch her or share the same bed for 40 days Am I right to do some Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Bittaraji, it is actually a sad state of affairs at this time of the year. Good Muslims, good Muslims from good backgrounds, and even Muslims who are observant on the deen. Ladies, I had a, a case uh, about uh, two weeks ago where the husband brought the dress to the masjid and he showed me, and this is a lady that wears her scarf. She is aware of her aura that must be covered, and he brought me the dress that she's going to wear to the end of year uh, a party. And he said, you're not going? whether you lose your job or not. And I applauded him for that. Um, we must remember that there's no wujub, there's no compulsion. The boss cannot force you because it is not part of the contract that you must attend a party. P- people come with, yeah, but my boss said, I'm not going to get my bonus. Let they say bonus, oh, Allah is the razik. Don't let him dangle the bonus in front of us. And then, then it is haram for a Muslim to be present where wine is served 
and consumed. It is haram for a Muslim to even make the sticker for the bottle. It even to change the puncture of the truck. It is haram for a Muslim to be connected to khamar, to wine in any way whatsoever. So now this lady drank. She needs to make tawbah. She needs to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive her for what she did. She needs to feel ashamed in front of her husband and children because she's gone that route of drinking wine. Um, as for the saying away from her 40 days, the one hadith of the Nabi Muhammad mentions that the person who has drink, who has uh, had khamar, yani alcohol, his dua will not be accepted for 40 days. In addition to that, um, there are other riwayat, but they're not very strong riwayat that say that it takes 40 days to work out of your system. But either way, it doesn't mean I must now wait 40 days to make tawbah. And so too, my husband, if the lady, if your wife has shown genuine remorse and she's genuinely sorry and she's made tawbah and she has asked Allah for forgiveness, then indeed I would suggest that you uh, forget the 40 days and uh, make up with her, reconcile with her, because the 40-day period may just drift you further apart. Also, in addition to this, make it a point of telling her now already that I'm banning you from attending a staff function or a staff party, and especially one where wine is consumed. In addition to that, I would even go one step further and tell her that I prefer that you stay at home because I'm concerned that this might be the case every year. So I can tell you that there's so much more fida benefit, maybe not financial benefit, maybe not uh, economic benefit, but this moral benefit and spiritual benefit when our wives remain at home and look after the children. So that lady needs to make toba, inshallah. Shukran for that, Molina. Molina, quite a few new questions coming through on the number 47913, and then we still have a backlog from last week's question. Let's go to a new one that came through, 8670. Assalamu alaikum. What do I my man say? He will not sleep does now all five years, I blessed on us, if I may use the, the, the Arabic term as khinjir, yes, Allah just for the non-Muslim, Allah uh, I say, they say we are pigs. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> First of all, that husband is busy with a serious um, violation. Um, refusing her to sleep with her, Al-Ilah is in, 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 uh, in uh, it's happening here, he needs to come and make a decision. In the day of in the days of Jahiliya, the, uh, the, the 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 ignorant Arabs used to leave their wives for years, like this husband is doing, and they were just hanging in there. Allah has the, confined that to a four month period. After four months, he needs to come clean and say look I want to continue with you as my wife or not. Uh, he is also depriving her and violating her right as a marital uh, partner. Uh, in other words, uh, him refusing to sleep with her. Uh, make, uh, deprives her of her se- uh, right to sexual grat- gratification and by, by, by virtue of that she has the right to actually go for a fasqo nikah. That is not a marriage that is just two people uh, living together that is not a marriage and uh, why should the lady suffer um, and if he calls everybody pigs, Allahu Akbar may Allah forgive him mm-hmm. may Allah forgive uh, him for calling his children because a, a pig can only beget a pig. Mm. And that means if the children are pigs and the mother is a pig, then with Vijayan Khaslap Alitit. And the Vidana clean pig is Anchamak. So therefore we should t- be careful what comes out of our mouths. It can it can destroy us. I would suggest that the lady uh, in the uh, either ASAP, considering of course that the Imam might be also taking some rest uh, this time of the year. But uh, inshallah, in the new year come, if the new year comes, go to the MJC to get the situation uh, sorted out for once and for all. Shukran for that, Molina. Our next question from two one six two. Salamu alaikum. I am divorced, and from time to time. I become sexually aroused. Is it permissible to satisfy myself as the feeling is very strong and overwhelming? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, let's just start. The Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam addresses all the young people, and I suppose this particular lady. Uh, I don't know if it's a lady or if it's a gentleman uh, falls under this as well. That manistata amin kumul That indeed those of you are able to yeah, take care of, of of the wife, then get married. It is indeed a protection for the eyes And it is also more virtuous for your private parts Now, what is the alternative that Nabi Muhammad says And for that person who has this uh, particular urges And is unable to get married because of financial and economic reasons The Nabi Muhammad advises him Let him fast because the fasting is a way of suppressing that uh, sexual desire and thereby controlling it better. 
Also, it is a natural state of affairs. It is a natural uh, uh, way that we get uh, what we call shahwa, desire from time to time. And it is therefore uh, the institution of marriage has been is, 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 is an integral part of Islam. So why don't you get married despite having been divorced? Um, get married again. And uh, inshallah, uh, Allah will grant you a strong partner again, inshallah. But uh, self-satisfaction in Islam, it, it defeats the object of marriage. Marriage is there for satisfaction. And we are encouraged to get married and to, to, to grow the, the nation. And uh, there's no such thing in my humble opinion, there's no such thing. What Allah has uh, uh, decreed for that child, that child will get, inshallah. So my dear brother or sister, if you are a sister, please... Find yourself a decent, good partner, and then, inshallah, get married. That way you can have your sexual gratification, but uh, do not uh, satisfy yourself. Alhamdulillah. Shukar Mawlana. Next question. 0469. Can a wife refuse a husband intimacy when the husband allow his own children to sleep by him knowingly that the wife don't allow the children to sleep with him? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We must remember that in Surah Nur, Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it is haram for the children to come into the room without knocking. They should make their presence known and they should ask permission to come into the room. So if that is the case, if that is the case, then indeed it's not permissible for this child to sleep with them. Now we must understand that small children come during the night and they come lie by daddy or by mommy. Now we must also understand this that this has a direct impact on our sexual performance. Because Mm. But daddy, I want to sleep with daddy. <laughs> no, he like, no, she said, I can be any slap, Mark. But I did this. Alles must all what, who have you said is no laugh. And alles what no, what no, gastan it, mark no rukur. So, what the result, it is, it is a no no when it comes to sex and intimacy. It is a no no. Get the child out of the way um, and train the child. That mommy and daddy needs privacy, and that is our privacy. The child needs to be trained. As he cannot clean us with a raj, he cannot do a man over yar and so. That is different. I can't tell you open. As you go a movable market and sit him for any cot and hoise go busy. Very important. We are not allowed to have intimacy in front of our children. At least if circumstances force us, for example, those couples who share a room or have only one room, then at least then sit him up your crown of any cot and cover the child's face. Because it is not permissible for us to have sexual inter, inter, uh, intercourse or sexual relations in front of any, anyone, including our children. So I agree with this lady that she needs to t- uh, tell the husband that can with the eight that ik for me can enjoy, and she needs to educate and train the child to go sleep. Maybe maker that can not sleep, but she drags you not sleep as with her. Yeah. So my daughter is in the kamer, mommy and daddy is home. You know, inshallah. Shukran Mulana, the next question from uh, 8947. Assalamu alaikum I'm married for five years now with two mashallah kids. My husband don't nafaka me or the kids or disrespects me and want to sleep with me in front of my kids. We just said now, it is totally haram, haram, haram. To, uh, to, to, to sleep in front of your children with your wife. Billah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save that man. I don't know what, what, what it is. If it is a sickness with Araji, or is it plain ignorance, or is it just cowardice, or what is it? Or does, but what is the point of wanting to sleep with your children, or with your wife in front mm. of your children? And then as for the nafaka part, my dear sister, you have full grounds. To go for a fasko nikah. And I want to say that we don't encourage on this program. We don't encourage. I'm just giving you what your right is. And your right is, my sister, that you can go for a fasko nikah on basis of his uh, refusal or his inability to nafaka you. But ya Allah, the sleeping in front of your children, mm-hmm. it is in fact the mother and the father must close the door behind them, even lock it. Because I know dairy mommy ni dairy in a birthday suit. And sometimes he birthday should make a crackle with Araji. Allah Akbar. No, Lady, Mammy, ni Daddy, Danny, birthday should no kuriken and gatlu. Mammy, Daddy. Dan spring en sinikens die maan sie paan nekert. Wanna oude bila ons moet train ons kinders. En dat husband, may Allah save him and guide him, inshallah. Shukran for that, Molina. The next one from 1614. Salam, Molina. I'm single, almost 70. Still feeling sadness in heart as when I was a young girl. My suitors were never accepted when they showed interest. Family members made decisions for me. I'm still very sad and lonely. Any advice to, 
to make me feel contented example dua or salah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran ala bi dhikri that indeed with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the heart will find solace and rest so my dear mother in Islam make dhikrullah the order of the day make your dhikrullah your, uh, keep your tongue moist with the dhikr of Allah and you will find ease and peace in your heart and that is the best advice I can give you which is from Quran that indeed with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the hearts will find rest inshallah Amen inshallah the next question came through on our SMS uh, Molina from 47913 uh, Molina, a good topic. Where is our imams? Allahu Akbar. They don't do hizbasuk. Hmm. Go to hospitals. You never see them, the non-Muslims, praying for our sick people. Molina? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim My dear listener, I am going to respond to that as an imam. And I'm sure I'm going to speak for all imams. Let me just give you my daily program. Fajr in the now, as we all know, we must eat and drink. Now, that's a story. Whatever it is, sometimes we can't make it for father of being too tired, or whatever the reason is. I can send my office half past nine, ten, sometimes a little bit later. I see people from ten till door every day. Then I start. Then it's door salah. After door, I'm a human being. I have to eat, so I go home for a short break, and my wife is listening and she can vouch for what I'm telling you now. Then I come back by half past two. Something to three, I have to get done, ready again, because then I run the madrasa at the masjid. And then I'm there till half past five. Then half past five again, one has to go home, take a little bit of rest as well. And, and in summertime, we have a little bit of a bonus because the Maghrib is late. Mm-hmm. But in wintertime, Kanji needs, I used to get half past five, ne, because Maghrib is ten to six. Now, Blaji, now, you after Maghrib, mensen. Now, you after Shai, maybe you mensen. What the result now, as you're clear with my mensen with Raji, and this is my daily program. As you're clear with my, in addition to that, then we open Monday, and I take a fifth class. Open, open Friday, and I take a marriage class. Then there's another iets soos nikaas wat moet interessant gaan perform raak. Dan ander iets wat opkom, janazas wat opkom. Dan is in addition to that, I, I, uh, there's, there's other family responsibilities. For example, my honorable mother, I take wherever she needs to go, I have to take her. There's no one else to take yes. her. Because family members, my, my, my brother, for example, is not living in Cape Town. My sister doesn't have a car. So what I'm saying is, in addition to the many, many, many thousands of responsibilities within the community, we've got personal responsibilities as well. I also want to tell that listener, he is not every day in the hospital. He is not every day to see what happens. He was maybe, had he one visit, now he sees maybe a half an hour visit. Now you judge the imams according to that half an hour visit that you've seen. I also want to tell you, my respected listener, that we've grown geographically, we've grown. And the old Raji was at Havisi Bukap and it was success in the woman state. Small, confined communities. Two prairie communities. So the Imam can, if he can go to the five minutes in Gapobi, but the communities have grown large. Huge, huge yes. communities. And in, in, in Rocklands, I've got, in Rocklands alone, I've got more than 2,000 Muslim families. That is, that is, and that survey was done 15 years ago. Those Muslim families have probably gone, grown now. What am I saying? I'm saying that, my dear sister, please don't judge our ulama like that. Please do not sit on a high chair mm. and judge via as the imams. You don't know what the imams do. You don't see what the imams do. And therefore, you don't have the right to judge. I agree in the olden days that the imam had to go to But, Butaraji, if you've got four people five people requesting your service one evening then want to get imam open a wat loop then moet hy soon toe rei moet soon toe rei moet soon toe rei en dan kom hy by die huis dan sê die man klip het ek is nie bang vir die imam nie laat die imam nie inkom as jy nie wat maak ek met hom then the imam's life is in danger one imam in Beacon Valley few years ago he took away the talak paper of the husband he took away to the lady he did his job he did a home visit to skittle for him dood Allah and I want to tell this listener, Kanala, brother or sister, don't sit and judge the imams. The imams are doing their level best. Imams all over, and I'm certain I speak for all of them. They do their level best, and they are trick and he caught the end. Or if you go to the right side, you can see the right side all over, then you can get 50 grand. Then you can get the money to the right side. 
Hij riep van, moet je spend Constantie zijn koepers toe, want hulle wil in bus Constantie begrawe. Daar reg is die laatste petrol, as die 29ste van die maan, daar reg is die laatste 50 randse uit, dat hy miskien sy kinders sy kostgeel of sy broodgeel, hmm. dan kom hy by die huis, en sê die mense, uh, imam, moet sjoekere na Molina, buitra makassie, ons gaat weer van Molina sien. En dat is die laatste, Alle sien nie wat die imams doen nie en wat die imams deeg het, die betaal raadje ek en raad die boek, alles sien nie dat one o'clock in nacht, two o'clock in nacht, daar found die vrou, Molina, please, 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 my man het vir my nou uitgesit, ek staan op die stoep met my twee kindertjes, ons is sop nat gaan my man wil nie vir my in, hy is laat kom nie, kanalle Molina, you're the only one I can help, dan wat moet hy maak, dan klim in sy kar, dan moet hy die risk vat, die mense aan of sê, ja Molina, ren hier rond in die nacht, met die vrou saam, hy vat die risk, maar om te gaan help daar die vrou, Hmm? wat gebeur die 2 o'clock in die nacht in Madaraja, these are things, waar die vader die 16 jaar oud meisje kan sê, ey, jy dochter gaan riep het one doesn't want to speak about these things but these are things the imams have to handle dan eens sê op, sê hat loop van die huis, dan eens sê op by Bontiville polistasie, en wallahi dan moet die imam, ek it happened to me, and I had to get into my car, toe met ek met my vriend vat saam met my want hy het a gun, Madaraja, ek ren nie die nacht in die rond, en hy het a gun Toevallig van Kanala gaat maar samen met mij, because wij willen alleen die patrini. Zij wil niemand anders te heen. Zit voor die police gaan zeggen, jij gaat mij niet release aan mijn maan, jij gaat mij release aan Molana Sabri. Hij zit voor die dokter gaan zeggen, because wij, mijn me en de dokter, we discuss the matter, because there's a it for kid mentally gaat gaat met haar, because of the situation, she developed, uh, you know, into psychosis. Mm-hmm. And I discussed, and she told the doctor, this man is going to sign all the papers, not my mother, because my mother was not there to protect me. But I Rajik, will the program but I want to say respectfully to that listener, Kanala mutni di olamasu criticize me. We don't deserve that. Shukran for that, Molana. We need to go for a commercial break. When we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In the program Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage, alhamdulillah. Molina, one of the questions from last week, I think this is the last one from the backlog, and then we go to our new one, although we're already touching on the new questions coming through. Assalamu Molina. I came out of a marriage and where my husband was a drug addict and we re-talak after two years. I remarried with a wonderful man and he passed or passed on passed on three months ago. Is it right in my dua after my salah to ask Allah to grant us again together in the year after? Shukran. Uh-huh. I miss him very much. May Allah give him genital for um, My dear sister, if it is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that dua must be granted to you, then indeed Allah will grant it to you. Nothing wrong with asking for that and I can understand the amount of deep-seated love that you have for your for your apostle and spouse. May Allah put solace in your heart and peace in your heart, inshallah. Bearing in mind, of course, that life has to go on. And may Allah bring someone in your in your path that is as wonderful as was your husband, inshallah. And may Allah give you all the khair, inshallah. The next question, Molina. Assalamu alaikum to everyone in the studio. I have a problem with my husband. He feels sorry for other women whose husbands ill-treat them and those whose husband... Um, I have three or four wives, but forgets how he treats me. What should I do? Allahu Akbar. Atamuruna nasa bil birri wa tansawna anfusakum wa antum tatluna kitab. Allah asks this question. Do you do you tell other people atamuruna nasa bil birri? Do you command other people with good watansawna anfusakum and you forget yourselves? And you are people that have the knowledge. So this is perhaps the answer. It is not correct that you tell others do this and do that. And then you don't sweep in front of your own door. So by the same token, uh, charity begins at home. When we spend, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu for example says, when we spend, Spend on those and start with those who are under your care. So indeed, even kindness starts at home. Uh, happy, uh, uh, you know, happy moments starts at home. Being joyful starts at home. So indeed, inshallah, let us work together to make the family right first, and thereafter we can work on others, inshallah. Shukran for that one, Molina. Another question from 9458. I am planning to embrace in Christianity. Can my parents disown me? Billah, I wouldn't billah. want them to, Molina. May Allah save our sister or brother in Islam. Uh, again, may Allah save that brother or sister in Islam. May Allah save 
Uh, unfortunately, my dear brother or sister, you are automatically disowned by Islam. Islam disowns you when you when you uh, make ridda or what, when you become murtad. In other words, by virtue of you leaving the deen, all ties are then cut off with you. In addition to that, you are not allowed to 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 inherit from your parents or from your Muslim family, and your Muslim family is not allowed to inherit from you. But what? Drives you or what takes you to such a decision my dear brother or sister is Islam inadequate for you or is Islam too strict for you is Islam too confined for you no my dear I think your heart perhaps is inadequate your heart is confined and therefore you need to examine your heart my brother or my sister you did mention that you are planning to may Allah grant that this plan must never happen and I want the listeners to say Amin aloud that this plan must never happen it must never ever become reality that this brother or sister of ours goes goes into a, 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 a different religion so please, my dear sister or brother, please, I beg of you, do not even consider this. Yes, your parents have the obligation to disown you. And of course, you must not hold on to Islam because of that. Hold on to Islam for its beauty. Hold on to Islam for making us human beings, making us human beings of worth. And hold on to Islam for the right reason. And what is the right reason, my sister or my brother? The right reason is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you here. Allah wants you in Islam. Allah does not want you out of Islam. Inna dina inna Allahil Islam. That the deen of Allah, the chosen deen by Allah is Islam. So my dear sister, please reconsider 10,000 times before you want to, uh, uh, you know, materialize, uh, make your plans materialize. Shukran, that Nola. We need to go for a commercial break. When we come back, we'll continue. Our SMS line is 47913. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the program Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage We just got approximately less than 4 minutes to our program And you can still send your messages or your questions On the phone number 47913 The other one just came through from 2776 Assalamu alaikum Is it right for a mother-in-law To still consider her son's ex-wife as her daughter-in-law and she rejects his wife that he has now been uh, though through the more of the ex-wife who has visits there regularly. Shukran. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Yes, indeed, uh, I don't think that you should feel threatened if there's a good relationship between uh, your husband's ex and he and his mother. That is a relationship that they have built o- uh, over over a number of years. So you don't have the right to feel threatened. Don't feel threatened, my dear. Mm. Whether she accepts you or not, important is that your husband loves you. Your husband has accepted you. And yes, I can understand it is important to you, but at the same time, don't make this your mission. Your mission, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put the love in their hearts. There's ways in which you can gain a love. One of the ways is what Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that he presents for Makkah. Even if it is a bag of fiber and fruit, give it for mommy and say, mommy, give for mommy, but fruit And do it with the intention of building and forging a relationship and not copying a relationship that she has with the other daughter or her ex-daughter-in-law, but rather with forging a new one with you, inshallah. But do not feel threatened, my sister. Shukram Mulana, our last and final program on, uh, question on this program, Mulana, from 9672. Salam Mulana, the couple has married for five months. The wife said she made a mistake to get married. The husband always reminded her to wear a scarf and cover her aura when she got out of the house to work. She have left the house almost a month ago. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Remember when Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam came to his son, he told his son, uh, Nabi Ishaq alayhi salam, uh, tell, when he came there with his daughter, uh, the daughter-in-law was there, and he told his daughter-in-law, change him machi. And uh, that was the way in which he told, her, tell, told him, change your wife, because she had some form of disrespect towards him. By the same token, you know, sometimes, tamutaymaray machi change ma. At say never listen for that should he do your pick up me? If she's not gonna listen now, you must work on it. Mm-hmm. But uh say well hard week. We hard like five years down the line. <coughs> I also want to say with Araji that uh, such a lady that has walked out she has lost her rights to nafaka to to yani to support and to sustenance and he has the right to give her talaq because he doesn't know where she is right now 
So we hope it's not going to reach that point, but of course there has to be intervention. But suffice to say that, my brother, you have the right to, 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 to talaq her, but don't go that way yet. Get the imam in to speak to her, inshallah. But Raji, I know we press for time, so I just want to make use of this opportunity to thank the listeners for supporting this program and for always sending through the SMSs. I also just want to remind listeners, because I've, I've been inundated with calls, but Raji, I, I'm going to take a, a well-deserved rest. So I'm going to respectfully ask listeners, inshallah, in the new year, uh, we start afresh. Uh, I'm not seeing anyone uh, for, for, for the next uh, week or two weeks or until the new year. In fact, the next three weeks. So uh, I ask listeners to please respect that. And uh, if your imam in your area also is also on leave, respect that, inshallah. Emergency is a different case. But Taraji also want to say to Batasali Fritz from uh, Bontival is in the hospital. Mag Allah ta'ala from vergin gesondheid. Amen, amen. En Shifa and Kamilan. Hij is in, in Geitselse hospital. En Allah vergin van verlichting. Maar amal sepeine, inshallah. From my side, but Araji, until the next time. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was Molina Sabri Davids in the program Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. Alhamdulillah. Unfortunately, we couldn't answer all the questions that came through. But stay tuned next week, Sunday, same time, on Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM. Myself, Raj Davazi. Our technician doing duty, Nazim Peterson, and once again, Molina Sabri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.